the first week of the NHL is in the books, and we overreact to two games of the Sharks by looking at whose stock has risen and whose stock has fallen so far in the young season. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. I am substitute teacher J.D. Young, contributor at Inside the Rink, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen, probably a part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day, and if you want to be an everyday, all you got to do is just follow along wherever you get your podcast, or you can subscribe on YouTube as well, and we're going to be looking at kind of which players' stock have risen and which players' stock has fallen through the opening week and uh, kind of where some of these players are at, kind of especially compared to where we thought they would be in the preseason or thought they'd be throughout the summer. Because um, there's nothing better than overreacting to two games worth of data. But before we get into all of that, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys uh, by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. And I think there's no better place to start. Usually we kind of start with the forwards and work our way back. I think you have to start with the goalies, right? Um, that's kind of been the subject uh, that's been on the tip of every shark's tongue, uh, especially with Mackenzie Blackwood's performance on Saturday night versus the Colorado Avalanche and kind of the buzz and the feeling that the sharks, at least for now, might have some sort of an answer in goaltending. And you have to start with Mackenzie Blackwood as a stock up, right? Um, I was weary of his performance in the preseason, especially his first game where he gave up like three goals in the first five minutes. Um, but since then, he's been very good to lights out, as we saw on Saturday night. And if Blackwood can, I don't expect Blackwood to go 51 of 52 every night. And like, that's not sustainable. If he does that, we're talking about a potential Vesna uh, goalie. Um, but you have to at least feel like, okay, if, if Blackwood needs to kind of pull one of these out of his butt, he can pull one of these out, these type of games every once in a while. Again, not sustainable formula to allow 52 shots on goal and hope to win a game as the Sharks did not win that game. But you feel like if the Sharks offense can start to figure things out, Blackwood can play relatively close to that level night in, night out. The Sharks team might be a little bit more competitive than we originally thought. So um, as you, if you read my work on Inside the Rink, as you will find out tomorrow in my preview episode of the Hurricanes, um, the Blackwood has actually had 17 games where he has stopped at least 40 or has seen at least 40 shots on goal, right? During that time, he has like a 938 save percentage. So I was curious, how does he look the next game? 15 occurrences um, of those. One one of those games, he was the very last game of the season, so there's no game after. And then the other game was Saturday night's game, so we won't know how he performs until the following 
until on Tuesday when he plays the Hurricanes. Um, in those 15 performances, he's come out really strong. He's had a 920 save percentage um, with two shutouts. He was pulled once where he get let up four on 11 shots. But for the most part, he's been really, really strong on that second game um, where he's able to kind of string some of these great performances together despite the workload. So it'll be interesting to see if he can continue um, playing this well, especially with the kind of mess that's going on in front of him as we'll kind of dig into here a little bit. But um, another stock up, I, I think is the goaltending depth of the sharks, especially when you look at the Barracuda level, um, Georgie Romanoff and, and Magnus Krona. I know Magnus Krona got shelled for seven on, on Friday night, but again, putting it into context of the Ozzy Weisbot injury or penalty. And then of course, what happened after that, where they gave up two because they were playing a five minute power play and things kind of fell apart because they were trying to push for offense. I still think Magnus Crona, you saw a lot of really good saves in that game. I thought he looked well, despite giving up seven goals. Again, the stat sheet does not look pretty, but if you watch the game, he made some good saves and the goals that were um, given up were goals that, not many people on this planet are going to be able to say because they're just, they were very well executed goals that the defense in front of him really didn't help him out. And then Georgie Romanov really played well as, as in his debut. And I think from all accounts, from what you hear is he's one of these guys who is just a maniac off the ice, trying to get better, trying to get himself prepared, um, constantly training, constantly kind of getting himself ready, especially as he acclimates to the North American ice. And this doesn't even include Yutu Makanemi, who's hasn't gotten a chance to play yet, but you have to feel a lot better about the goal attending depth in the, the organization, at least, you know, kind of in the Sharks and the Barracuda. So if a guy like Capo Kakinen or Blackwood does get hurt and one of these guys needs to take on a bigger role, whether it's Yutu Makanemi playing in the NHL, or Romanov and Krona playing kind of big, uh, big stretch of games in the Barracuda, you feel a little bit better about it. So um, stock up to the depth so far. And then stock down, of course, has to go to Capo Kakinen. Um, again, this is just the nature of the game. You've won one game and he let in a soft one that he he knows he wants back and it didn't look as sharp as we had saw seen from him in the preseason. And I thought in the preseason, he was the better goalie uh, between him and Blackwood. And right now I think you, it's clearly Blackwood's crease until Blackwood stumbles. Uh, we'll see how long Blackwood can hold the crease, but I think it's, you have to go with black. You have to ride the hot hand right now. And Blackwood is clearly kind of uh, the clear cut. Number one, Early in the season, right? And I'm Capo Kakinen. I'm sure we'll get a start either on Thursday or Saturday. Thursday, the Sharks play the Bruins, and Saturday they start their road trip um, again in, in Nashville. So we'll see kind of where how David Quinn wants to play this, but I don't expect him to just keep playing Blackwood um, right now and not get Capo Kakinen a chance to kind of get back in there um, after a so-so start for for him. So um, overall, though, I mean kind of taking a bigger picture of the goalie situation. Granted it's one week, but I think you have to feel a little bit better about the goalies than what we thought going into the season. Right. And both goalies did provide a lot of questions and there's still a lot of time for these questions to continue to pop up. But I I'd say with the goaltending, you know, like if, if Blackwood can, I don't expect, again, I don't expect him to be Superman every night, but if he can turn into an average to above average goalie, 
um, that's going to help this team a lot, right? We've seen this team play well in front of the goalies and the goalies fall apart. Um, and again, that that's, it's not like Blackwood, like, I don't expect him to play like that every night. And if the Sharks continue to let him just get assaulted with shots, you're going to see the play deteriorate. But um, for now, again, overreacting to a week um, into the season, you got to feel a little bit better about where the goaltending was, at least coming into it. And I know Kapokakinen, like we just said, didn't play the greatest game. But still, if you go back to the preseason, he put together some quality games there. And I think um, we will see Capo Kakinen play much better as the season kind of goes on. I just think he I think he's had a really good offseason, a really good preseason. And I don't want to ding him too much for one game. Same thing with Blackwood, right? He had a OK-ish beginning to his offseason, but it's built up and gotten better. But we don't want to think that Blackwood's going to kind of be the long term answer. But again overreacting to one game uh one week you got to feel a little bit better than than where we were you know mid-august with with this question of of the goaltending so um before we continue we look at the forwards which of the forwards have kind of seen their stock rise uh looking at you fourth line and which of these forwards are you know you're wanting a little bit more out of uh we're gonna get to that here in just one second But before we do that, we do need to take a quick break and talk to you guys about our good friends over at Game Time. And if you are looking for tickets for whatever event, right, uh, concerts, sports, you know, hockey seasons here, basketball season starting up, uh, football, of course, you have got the Niners, um, you're looking for theater events, whatever you're looking for. Game time has got you covered because they got last minute deals, um, all in prices, views of your seat, and the best price guaranteed. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Nothing worse than trying to buy tickets and you go and you, oh, cool, I like these seats. And then you go to check out and they throw a bunch of fees on there. Game time doesn't do that. You can see the price up front. You know what you're getting a great deal without the hidden fees. Uh, you buy tickets in two seconds with two taps uh, with once you set up an account. Um, they're obsessed with trying to find deals on tickets right to the start of that. Even if it's hour before, they have you covered for last minute seats. They've also got flash deals. So keep a checkout whenever they've got awesome stuff going on. But so download the game time app, create an account, use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code locked on L O C K E D O N N H L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And you also need to kind of take care of your health, right? Um, keeping up with proper nutrition is really hard. You're busy. You're stuck at your desk. It's like me. you got the little snack drawer to maybe kind of get you through the day. Uh, what if you could just start your day with the ultimate daily nutritional insurance with a single scoop of AG1 and a glass of water? You can do just that. Absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day, right? Athletic Greens is created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up with a complicated supplement routine uh, to recover. It cost him $100 a day, which just isn't sustainable. So he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create the optimal nutrition routine on your own, all for $3 a day. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of their immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. 
All you have to do, visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, let's take stock of the forwards. So uh, we're going to continue to start positive. And one forward slash line is Nico Sturm, right? Nico Sturm, kind of a little bit of the forgotten man coming into the offseason. You knew it with Thomas Bortolo uh, fighting for a job. You had Tomas Hurdle, Logan Couture, the addition of Mikel Granlin. And, you know, Nico Sturm was cool. Nico, Nico Sturm's also there. Um, Nico Sturm. Fabian Zetterlin, who also was kind of a fringe roster player, and Giovanni Smith, also a fringe roster player, has put together a great fourth line for the Sharks that has been arguably their best line this year. Um, most of the other lines are kind of getting caved in when it comes to shot attempts, and this line has been producing quality offense uh, in the, these two games, despite, again, the Sharks getting constantly outshot Um of course, whatever you want to look at statistics, the Sharks are just getting caved in. But this line is a no-nonsense. Um, we're going to just take the puck. We're going to go. We're going to outwork you. We're going to forecheck hard. And then anytime we get a clean shot, we're going to take a shot because um, they're just a no-nonsense line. And they have been, yeah, they've been the best line for the Sharks. And Nico Sturm, I think, is kind of the embodiment of it. Um, and I know... It was a little uh, like David Quinn. He he wanted to kind of pare down or not replace some of the alternate captains. Um, but I'm still a little surprised that Nico Sturm isn't wearing an A just because of the leadership he provides, kind of especially to some of these young players, right? With Zetterlin and Giovanni Smith, and just a guy who's kind of done there, been there, done that, right? He won a cup with the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, he's been traded, multi, you know, um, he's kind of seen it all, and I think. He's just been kind of a nice sounding border and, you know, kind of a nice, this is how you should work type of player, right? It kind of what he does and the way he works is a good example. Um, this is kind of the best way to put it, right? And the way he's been on the penalty kill, the Sharks penalty kill has been tested, especially in that Colorado game. And it is uh, so far so good. It is perfect this year. And he's a big reason for that, especially without Logan Couture, who's usually one of the Sharks top penalty killers he has taken that mantle and run with it um so stock up to one nico sturm right now uh stock down some of the veteran additions uh again i know it's two games um but anthony duclair and mike hoffman just right now they've been both have been pretty quiet uh unfortunately for for both of them and just haven't kind of seen what you expected out of out of those guys right um both players, you know, they've been kind of playing, you know, a fair amount of minutes, um, but you just haven't really kind of seen much out of them, to be honest, right? Um, Hoffman, he does have an a, a assist, um, but he's gotten, you know, two shots on goal so far this season. Like, Mike Hoffman probably needs to shoot a little bit more. Um, same thing, Duclair doesn't have a point yet and two shots on goal, and I think both these guys need to kind of be a little bit more proactive in trying, especially right now for a team that is struggling and trying to find some answers offense. These guys kind of need to step up and be that on those lines, right? Especially Hoffman playing with the Eklund and Bordolo line. Um, you're the most experienced player. Um, 
you have played with very creative players in Bordalo and Eklund is you should be able to get some, some shot opportunities um, coming up. So um, hopefully here got a day off, got some more practice. We can kind of see that chemistry continue to grow um, between them, but uh, you know, as they're trying to kind of find their ways, but a little, you know, you're kind of wanting a little bit more out of the, out of those two guys in particular. Right. Um, one guy who's been very noticeable is Philip Sedina. Um, he does have the goal in the first game. He has seven shots on goal so far in two games. And you've also seen him on, you know, kind of the penalty kill being a little bit of a wrecking ball as well. Um, so far, so good with Philip Sedina. And we, we've heard this from from any Redwoods fans. I'll tell you, yeah, you know, early season Sedina, preseason Sedina, it's differently checked back in January and that's fine, but so far so good with Sedina and for a guy who's came here, wanted to come here, uh, signed a deal, a short-term kind of prove it deal. Uh, so far so good with Sedina and we'll see kind of how this continues um, as he is getting to play top minutes with Tomas Hurdle. Um, but he's been making the most of his opportunities and I want to continue to see him do that. So, um, and then one last stock down is, it's the forward depth right now. And we kind of go into the season, talked about the, you know, Oh, where's Borlo going to play? You got all these additions in the center, but the injury bug has really started to kind of ravage this, this uh, it's, you know, the forward group, right? Kevin LeBanc hasn't played yet. Couture hasn't played yet. Mikel Granlin made it through one preseason game and one regular season game before he was put on IR. Um, yes, it has given guys like Thomas Bordalo uh, and Giovanni Smith and Zetterlin a chance to play. And you've gotten pretty good play out, I think, out of all three of those guys. Um, but it's just it's tough when you're kind of expecting a guy like Logan Couture to be out there every night. Um, you're expecting, you know, a guy like Mikel Granlin and now guys are kind of having to play up a little bit more than you would maybe hope for them or expect them. Um, so it's still very, very early into the season, um, but that it's a little bit tough right now with, with the injury depth and hopefully once start to get some of these pieces back, you can maybe start to see the offense going forward a little bit. So um, I think though, overall for the Sharks four group, you expected this to be kind of their best group, right? This was the deepest group, maybe not as talented in years past as we've seen out of, you know, having guys like Timo Meyer on, on the ice, but um, you have to feel it's a little bit stocked down for this group. You, they've scored two goals in two games. Um, both have been by young players, Phil Sedina and, and uh, Thomas Bordalo. And this team is getting, is just unable to sustain offense, uh, especially when you get outshot 111 to 57, like you did against the Colorado avalanche. Again, you're not going to play the avalanche every night, but the schedule doesn't get much easier, right? You've got um, the Hurricanes who led the league in shot attempts last year. Um, and then you got the Bruins who were one of the best teams in the NHL. I know they're a different team. And then you started a long road trip after that. So this four group really needs to start kind of coming together and getting some chemistry going because um, you can't live in a world where you're giving up 52 shots a night and expect to win a lot of games. And yes, I am very much team tank. Um, but you still want to see the offense do things right and and at least be creative and control pace of play every once in a while. And they would like to see that get going here a little bit. So um, before, though, we continue with our defense and kind of look at the stock 
kind of stock up and stock down at the defense, which pairings might be a little bit surprising, which pairings uh, we got to kind of hold our breath with right now. Uh, just got to take a quick break. And talk to you guys about our good friends over at FanDuel. You guys know right now football season is here. FanDuel has got you covered. They're America's number one sports book right now. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you think about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. They have a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Um, Dolphins minus two against the Eagles on Sunday Night Football. Um it's going to be close. It's going to be a very, very good game. I have a feeling whoever has the ball last wins that game. So if you think, if you think my Dolphins can keep it up, their high powered offense against that very, very good but injured Eagles defense, um, that might be something to look at. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on uh, and kick off the NFL season. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. All right, let's finish up with the blue line. And one person um, who's stock up right now is Nikolai Kanijov. Uh, Kanijov, who, again, that Avs game, uh, tough game for everybody if you look at the stats. But um, Kanijov, David Quinn was praising Kanijov's play on Monday about, you know, said it was the best game he's seen him in a shark. His skating uh, was excellent. And I think that's going to be a build good building block for for Kanijov and out of the you know kind of coming out of preseason I had him kind of ranked last among the uh, Emerson Kanijov Thrun uh, trio but Kanijov seems to have found his way uh, with David Quinn he continues to build and get stronger right now as he's uh, you know fully healthy and I think for him it's just kind of getting some more reps in so um, he should be uh, he will be playing on on uh, Tuesday night versus the Hurricanes. I uh, expect him to kind of have the same partner and uh, everything. Um, so the one thing though is, is, is can he continue to build, right? And continue to string some good games together with, with Kanijov. So, um, but you right now, so far so good with him as he kind of re-entered the lineup. Uh, another pairing that's been quietly good is the Mario Ferraro, uh, Kyle Burroughs pairing. So the Ferraro Burroughs pairing, if you look at um, different aspects, so Money Puck does a great job of kind of looking at, you know, expected goals and everything for, for different defensive pair, pairings. Um, the Ferraro Burroughs pairing, 20 minutes of, again, 20 minutes of play, two games. Um, They've been pretty solid. So their expected goals for is 1.1. Expected goals against is 0.4. So they have 73.3% of the expected goals. Um, you look at the the shot attempts again for all the Sharks right now is going to be really wonky because they've given up a bajillion shots. Um, but they're kind of middle in the, of the pack in that, you know, out of uh, 99 defensive pairings. Um, they are currently 
Um, there's there's 62nd, which is 47.7%, but it's the best among the other ones. The Thrun-Ruta pairing is at 42.9. And then another pairing, which we'll talk about, the Vlasic Benning one, we'll talk about more of them in a minute. Um, they're ranked 94th at 30.3%. So um, not too bad. I know it's not a typical top pairing unit uh, with Ferraro and Burroughs, but Burroughs seems so far to be a, a pretty solid addition to the Sharks. Um, he's not going to light up the score. You know, neither one of these guys are going to be, you know, kind of providing a ton in the offense. But um, if they can keep the expected goals down or yeah, if they can keep that expectables positive. We'll just keep it that way. Um, throughout the season, that'll be a good sign for them as they are going to be tasked with a lot of these tough, tough minutes here. So, um, again, shot attempts right now, not the prettiest, especially after the Colorado game. So, um, and then, of course, that leaves stock down at Vlasic Benning, uh, which was, like I said, uh, one, 96 out of 99 when it comes to the the pairings uh black is going to be out now he's day to day with a uh, injury so Thren's going to be sliding into his spot uh so we'll see i we'll see if it's Thren benning or Thren ruda but i would be i would probably keep the uh, king Jean ruda f- combo together uh since that that one has been pretty solid for you for you so far at least last game um overall though for the defense it's Kind of what we expected. You would say kind of stock stagnant or not neither up or up or down. Um, I don't know what to say. Anyway, stock flat uh, for that one. Kind of what you expected, right? Um, maybe a little bit more, you know, after Thrun's pretty solid preseason had a, a tough opening night. So we'll see how he responds after getting uh, spending a night in the uh, up in the press box to watch a game. Um, but overall, you know, I think this is kind of what we expected. We expected this team to kind of struggle offensively, especially from the blue line. Um, and, but maybe be pretty solid defensively, but you just wonder and you worry that as the season goes on and these guys are having to play a lot of these minutes of just getting outshot and kind of not be able to control the pace and having to play tough defense uh throughout the season if it starts to wear and tear and you start to see a little bit more cracks in the armor there so um overall though i mean i think the offense is has been a little bit less than what i would want um the goaltending has definitely been better than i expected and i think the the defense has been about what i, I i've expected two games into the season. Uh, so we'll probably do this exercise here again, maybe during the middle of the road trip or at some point to kind of just see where guys are at and where we're going. I think this is probably going to be a running segment throughout a running episode uh, throughout the, the year to kind of just keep track of where, where guys are at. So um, that's going to be it for me today. We'll be back tomorrow to recap uh, the Sharks Hurricanes game. Um, and then of course we'll get you guys ready. We got uh, Bruins on Thursday. I think we might, might see a little uh, preview crossover with our good friends over at locked on Preds at some point to this week. So keep an eye out on your feet for that. Um, so yeah, that's going to be it for today. Uh, make sure you guys are following along on the show, wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can subscribe on YouTube as well. Uh, I will be, yeah, or yeah, follow along. Uh, show Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Locked On Sharks. Follow me on Twitter at my fry hole. Until then, bye, friends. <laughs>